0: Bishop Ryan Catholic School is dedicated to serving God and his children by laying the foundation for lasting happiness through education and virtue. Together with our parents, we're raising his lions. Here's Father Jaden Nelson.
1: Welcome to this episode of Raising His Lions. I'm Father Jaden Nelson, and today is Monday, February 20th. We know that uh, we don't have school today, but uh, nevertheless, I would like to thank Mrs. Tracy Barnes, our school counselor, for being with us. Good to see you, Tracy.
0: Thank
1: you. Before we get started today, let's begin with prayer. And the prayer that we're going to pray today is from St. Basil the Great, uh, one of the Eastern Fathers of the Church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Steer the ship of my life, Lord, to your quiet harbor where I can be safe from the storms of sin and conflict, show me the course I should take. Renew in me the gift of discernment so that I can see the right direction in which I should go. And give me the strength and the courage to choose the right course, even when the sea is rough and the waves are high, knowing that through enduring hardship and danger, in your name we shall find comfort and peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, here on Raising as Lions, uh, I focus on providing education and support to parents in the important and noble endeavor of educating our children in the way of virtue. This is at the heart of what we do here at Bishop Ryan, and it is the backbone of helping children to become confident, capable, holy, and humble adults. So, before we get into our discussion today, let's take a look at this week's.
0: Fire!
1: This week's vital virtue is self-control. Self-control is one of the parts of the virtue of temperance. Remember those four cardinal virtues, uh, prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. And so self-control is a part of temperance. It is joyful mastery over one's passions and desires. Joyful mastery over one's passions and desires. And as we always mention, there is an opposing trait or a vice Uh, to self-control, and that would be being excessive in words and actions, acting impulsively. So one of the things that I want to talk about today with uh, Tracy, our school counselor here, is self-control and how that fits into educating kids maybe at different levels of their development. Um, Elementary kids are not the same as middle school kids, are not the same as high school kids. Um, but as the, as the school counselor, Mrs. Barnes, is r- relating to interacting with our kids all the time, especially students um, who may be in need of just a little bit of help with regard to uh, emotional regulation. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about self-control. What, what role does self-control play in um, a student's life here at Bishop Ryan and how we, how we mature?
0: Um, I think self-control plays a big part, not only because it affects our social skills, but it also affects our focus in learning, which we need. Um, It affects our emotional regulation. If we're not um, in control of our emotions, they can definitely um, affect our actions and our words. Um, I find that self-control, depending on temperament, is sometimes easier for some kids than others. Um, but for a lot of kids, they need practice and learning in that area. I think sometimes we just expect kids to have self-control and not realize that sometimes it not only needs to be taught, but practiced um, over and over again before kids can master it. And because of their brain levels, you'll see really until I believe it's the 20, when you're in your 20s, um, do you really have the ability to fully master self-control? and as we know, even as adults, it's...
1: Yeah, who, who is perfectly in control?
0: Nobody. <laughs> but I mean, our brains are more prepared for it. But yes. yeah, as adults, we have to practice it. Um,
1: well, and from, a, from a, a kind of theological anthropology, the, the perspective is that our emotions are meant by God to be governed by reason. Mm-hmm. So um, animals have emotions. Animals have the physiological response to their environment based upon a perception of um, good or evil, uh, desirable or undesirable surroundings. So if I put Bruno next to, um, well, here's a good example. Bruno hates camouflage. I don't know what it is, but Bruno is horrified. By camouflage, I don't know if it messes with him because he sees a, like just a head walking around the room and he doesn't know what to make oh. of it. But huh. but if somebody walks in the room with camouflage on, he freaks out. That's an he's not thinking about that, no. but he's having an emotional response through because of sense experience, right? And we're we're the same way. We have we have pre cognitive emotional responses to our environment mm-hmm. based upon our intuition. That's like a it's like a, a An immediate judgment of whether or not something is good for us, bad for us, dangerous, um, desirable. And depending upon what that interaction with our environment is, our body responds Mm -hmm. with what we call emotion. Mm -hmm. Whether that be um, desire, sadness, anger, fear. And self-control comes in as the virtue that helps to bring reason into the impulse Correct. Right. So the impulse happens, but how far does it go? Does it control me or do I have some control over it? And I think, you know, one of the things that I've learned a lot about since being here is just how important those early years are when you're four, five, six years old. And when your environment, you don't have total control over it, Mm -hmm. but you also don't have that emotional regulation like solidified yet. So maybe speak to parents with with early childhood uh, children, children in the early elementary, Mm -hmm. and how important it is for them to um, help their children to overcome their immediate emotional response to a situation.
0: I think parents can do several things. I think you can, um, first of all and foremost, is model that self-control so when a child isn't able to regulate their emotions and they might be screaming or throwing things um, as much as we may feel like joining in <laughs> internally we have to remain calm and show and model that self-control so eventually their temperament hopefully the goal is to reach yours not yours to reach theirs so um, the more we can model that by remaining calm um, by remaining reasonable um, that's going to help model that for them. I also feel like it's, it's hard to reason with kids who are being controlled by their emotions. So the most important thing in those moments is to work on calming that child down, whether it be through deep breaths or taking a break, um, because they're in their fight-or-flight response. They're not listening to reason. They just know they're angry or mad for whatever reason once we can calm their brain down where they can start to think a little more logically, then we can talk about what, what happened and how they reacted and how we could react or what the appropriate action is. And then um, maybe even role play that, you know, with them or give them opportunities when they're in control to practice those skills. Mm -hmm. So to practice following directions or to practice being patient Um, that it's, it's just like, anything else with our brain we have to practice it to master it so even something as simple as calling them to dinner maybe five minutes before you actually serve the food so they can practice that patience um and and they might not get it the first time or the second time they might kind of whine or complain but the more they can practice those skills when they are in control of their emotions hopefully then when they're not and we remain calm they can start to practice that when they are it's, it's,
1: a, it's a wonderful point that you make, and the point is simply this, that we have to um, have little successes in our life to create the foundations of virtue so that when we really need it, that we've already habituated ourselves to being used to saying no to our emotion sure. in a little way. Mm-hmm. And and eventually that helps with our, our um, strength of will, our ability to um, master ourselves and have self-possession. Whereas if you're all, if the emotion is always getting its way in terms of eventually getting a person to succumb to whatever outcome it's leading us towards whether, you know, so for anger, for example, if, if anger always ends in conflict, Mm -hmm. physical or verbal, that anger has not been restrained and it doesn't, it will not learn its boundary. Correct. Like you have to train, and Aristotle, you know, talks about training the virtues, um, not in a despotic manner, uh, in which you try to eliminate the virtues, mm-hmm. but it's almost like trying to to rein in wild horses. Mm-hmm. This it's a, a political mastery of your your emotions, as because they kind of have a mind of their own, mm-hmm. right? And this is the weird part of, of living in these fallen human bodies that we have, where we have. A, a break between the uh, the the effective use of reason and actually carrying something out. Mm-hmm. There's there's a in Michelangelo did something really beautifully in the in the Sistine Chapel in his description of the Fall of Adam. Um, death that God promised as a result of sin is uh, shown by an angel coming and basically putting a sword right in the neck of Adam, basically cutting the head off from the heart. And so a lot of, you know, the reason self-control is hard for, for us is because there's a disjunction between the head and the heart. Yes. And it's what we call concupiscence and, and our fallen human nature. So, um, yeah, so that's really good information. Um, what, what do you think um, are just a couple of those things, again, for parents to maybe do in their home that... Um, can help kids to grow in self-control over time?
0: Yeah, I think um, number one, clear expectations. Sometimes uh, kids get confused of what they're supposed to do or what the expectation is. And the more we can put boundaries and let a kid know right off the bat, this is what I expect of you. Even if it's something you've been doing many, many times, you know, uh, just remember when we eat, We sit down, we pray, then we eat. Just those reminders so they know exactly what their expectations are and what they're supposed to do. Um, Again, I think when they are getting emotional, help identify those feelings. Um, Because sometimes kids are acting out because they don't know how to express what they're feeling. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. And putting a name to it. Um, oh, you know, your your face looks like this, your hands are doing this, you seem angry. Tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Kind of reflect it back. Um, again, model your own self-control. And not only when you're teaching your children, but in your everyday life, notice your own self-control because, as we know, kids watch everything we're doing. Sure. And the more we can show them in times of um, maybe somebody cut us off in traffic, And we're using that self-control to not um, say something unkind. Yeah, exactly. You know, so model that that self-control for them. And then actually praise them when they are using good self-control, pointing that out to them. So they know, oh, that's what's expected of me. I did what's expected. That was the right thing to do. I think for those younger children, those are really good. Um, and again you know deep breaths mm-hmm. trying to slow that brain down from that emotion so they can start to think logically and I think that that goes all the way through adulthood
1: yeah for sure um, great talking to you today Tracy thanks for all the good work that you do here at the school thank you. Um, it's been uh, great to be with everybody today and so I wish you um, a good day and we'll be signing off uh, for today thank you
0: thank you Thank you for joining us for this episode of Raising His Lions with Father Jaden Nelson. A special thank you to our lion parents, our partners in raising lions with inspired minds, faithful hearts, and lives of virtue. Visit us online at bishopryan.com.